Welcome to the Retro Photo Film Podcast, where we break down 50 years of film and digital photography with a true Renaissance man. Grab your favorite darkroom snack. It's time to talk photography with your host, Al Talin. Hi, this is Al Talin. Welcome to the Retro Photo Film Podcast. Today we're going to talk about uh, Leipzig, Germany and Wrocław, Poland. We decided to take a day trip and go to Leipzig, Germany, which was still in the eastern sector. The communists were still there, but we thought, hey, this is a fun city to go to before we started off going to Poland. And as we got into Leipzig, the cities on the eastern sector at this time were very gray. They weren't lovely, beautiful, blossoming, crazy cities. I mean, they were very kind of drab and gray. Of course, being that it was in the spring, it didn't help out any that uh, there weren't any flowers blooming and the trees were bare. It made the city just a little bit more grayish and kind of overcasty. So the other thing that we noticed, too, is that the city was busy. It had cars going everywhere. It was a normal city. But the cars were these East German little cars. They sounded kind of like a lawnmower, a cross between a lawnmower and a go-kart. And <laughs> kind of a funny engine, but they had a little pickup and go. And they were everywhere. So we found a good place to park our car and ventured out to see the city on foot, photographing it as we went along. Then we were astounded by the fact that everywhere we walked, the citizens of Leipzig, no matter where street we went on, no matter what we did, would walk across the street when they saw us walking on that side of the street. If we walked across the street, they walked back across the street. It was just kind of very interesting. We didn't know that they were not allowed to see us, talk to us, or befriend us. I don't think we stuck out that much as Americans. We tried not to, but we probably did. We just went about our business taking pictures. This was our first experience of being in an Eastern European sector. We were kind of playing it by ear. What do we do? So we didn't approach people because we didn't want to get them in trouble. The other thing that was happening was that there were lots of Russian soldiers walking around the streets. They did not come up to us. They did not show us any force or anything of any kind. But the people knew that they were there, and so I guess they would get in trouble if they talked to us. So we kind of just did our thing and took a lot of photographs. I had decided that while I was traveling through all of these countries, that I wanted to be, I'm a bear collector. I love teddy bears. I decided that I wanted a bear from every country that I had gone through. Of course, I'd already had some German bears in my collection, but... Nothing that was purchased in the Eastern European sector. So I thought, okay, I'm going to find a toy store. That in itself was kind of tough to do. But on one of the streets, I found a small shop. It was a toy store. Walked inside. I didn't have the interpreter with us. It was just me and a couple of other photographers walked in and were looking around. The shelves are pretty bare. There really wasn't a lot of things on the shelves anywhere in any of the stores that we went to. I continued looking and found a couple of teddy bears sitting on a shelf on the bottom back, kind of like in a corner. I picked one up and I looked at it and went crazy. This little bear and the companion sitting next to it, I should have bought them both. This little bear's mouth was sewn upside down. Normally, all the bears that I have, all the bear mouths are sewn so that they have a smile on their face. This 
bear had a mouth that was showing a frown. He was frowning, and I'm going, wow, how incredible that you find a bear on a toy shelf in an Eastern European country, occupied, and it has a frown on its lips. So I bought the bear. It was awesome. And I took the bear home with me. I mean, I took all the bears home with me that I bought. But this bear was one of my favorite bears. When I got home with the bear, I have a, a young son by the name of Timothy. And I had told all my children, I had uh, seven at the time, and I said, you each can have one of the bears that I picked up on my journey. Timothy automatically ran over, picked up this East European bear from Leipzig, Germany, and hugged it and said, this is mine. And I said, what are you going to call it? He goes, Grouchy. So Grouchy became <laughs> Timothy's bear. And now we're deviating a little bit from being in Leipzig, but it's okay. Timothy is now married with three children of his own. When he got married, he had, of course, he had Grouchy with him all of his life, but he took Grouchy with him. When their first daughter came along, that was her teddy bear, and she loved Grouchy. So she, that was just totally, he kind of had lost Grouchy because she picked him up, and that was hers. Then when his first son was born, it's like his daughter, then she lost Grouchy, and the bear became his son's bear. <laughs> He now has a second son, but he's just a little guy, so he hasn't really discovered Grouchy yet. But that's where Grouchy ended up. Now, the rest of Leipzig was still that much uneventful, just the fact that nobody would talk to us, nobody would be around us. And as we were by our vans, the picture that you're looking at is a picture of City Grill. I'm going, how interesting is that, that there is a place called City Grill, Leipzig, Germany, and it is a fast food kind of hot dog stand in Leipzig, Germany. And there was a line of people standing there waiting to get to this. And as I pulled up my camera to take a picture, I took, snapped the picture, and I looked a little closer, and there's one of my photographers standing in line. He's like about the fourth person. It's not hard to pick him out because he's got a camera hanging around his neck, and he's trying to look in his hand going, I don't know how much to pay for this. And uh, he didn't speak German, so I don't know how he got his lunch. For those of you who follow me on Instagram, you can go to my January 7th post, and you will see the photographs that I have and a little bit of the story of Leipzig. You'll see this picture of the city grill, but you'll also see one of the vans that we drove as we were driving through Europe. Also, a picture of Grouchy as he looks like today, kind of weather-beaten, but still all of his stuffing is still there. We drove back to uh, Berlin, and the next morning we headed out to Wrocław, Poland which is a, another beautiful city, but also had that gray look about it. We pulled over to find on the map where the hotel was in, in the center of the city, and three young kids popped up, banged on the windows of, uh, of my van, started talking to us in Polish. We had no idea, so we just said, mm, speak English, and they, one boy said, yes, I do. So we asked him where the hotel was. And he said, we will show you. And he says, are you going to stay in our city? And we said, yes, we're going to stay here for a day or two. As we <laughs> did, he said, okay, we take care of you and we'll show you everything. 
for money. So we said, okay, no problem. So they <laughs> got into the van with us and showed us to our hotel. When we got to a hotel, there was a little parking lot across the street. That's where they showed us to park. And they said, okay, we watch your cars for 24 hours, every day, all night, all the time. We watch your cars. And we're going, okay, you don't have to do that. Yes, we watch your cars. People steal. And he said, okay, what's that going to cost? And he says, a dollar a day. We kind of realized, okay, I mean, not like for eight hours or what? And uh, so he's like, no, it's for 24 hours. For a dollar, we'll watch the cars. So we realized then that we were in an economy where things were much different. We went in, registered into the hotel, got our rooms. And because I was the leader of the group, they said, okay, we have a very special room for you. And I went, okay, fine, I'm, I'm happy with that. And they said, it's the same room that Adolf Hitler stayed in when he came to this city. And we're like, what? And he goes, they haven't changed? And they said, nope. And so I said, okay, that should be interesting. And so I got this two-room suite instead of just like one little room, but I got this two-room suite with the sitting room and, and the bedroom, bathroom, and I uh, was like, great. So I got to sleep in a hotel room that had not changed. <laughs> they probably hadn't changed anything except the sheets since Adolf Hitler had been there and stayed in that hotel. We decided to eat in the hotel that night, and as we did, we had this five-course meal, and of course the whole restaurant was filled with my students. When it came to the end we of all the meal, and many of my students were like, let's have brandy, so they were drinking brandy and buying brandy, and we're going, oh, we're going to have a really huge liquor bill, we're going to have this huge bill. So finally we just said, okay, what's this going to cost? So he, he added it all up, and we looked at it, and the person who did all of our exchange rates for us said, it's only going to cost us like $25. And we're like, $25 for what? Per person or what? And they said, no, for everybody. And I said, okay. And they said, well, is that including all the liquor? And I said, no, the liquor bill is separate. And it's $5. And we're like, what? And so we went, okay, wow, $30. We're going to pay for this whole thing. So we gathered up the money from everybody for all their meals. And we said, okay, let's leave them a $10 tip. We gave him $40 and... He started crying, and we're like, okay, we're sorry. Is it not enough? Are we okay? Are we going to be in the coast? He kept crying and crying, and he's like, no, no, you're fine. He said, but you've given me a lot of money. And we're like, okay. And we went. It came to find out that he worked for $5 a month. When we said, well, we'll come back tomorrow, because we'd given him two months' salary that night, and he will come back tomorrow. And he said, no, you can't. He said, you can, but he says, I can't work because we're only allowed to work every other day. The next day, we took the normal pictures of, of a city going around and seeing all the great things were there. But that night, the boys were like going, okay, would you like to go dancing? And we said, yeah, we'd love to. And he says, is there a place to go dancing? And he said, yes, out of the city. He rode in our van and drove us, helped us guide us out of the city, and when we got to the city, we got to this big building, it's kind of like a, looked like a huge, big, torn down kind of dump thing, and we got there. He gets out of the van, he goes over, and he knocks on his door, and his little, it's like a movie, and this little opening opens up, and he starts in talking to them in Polish, and then he comes back, and he says, okay, so we go in, and all of a sudden, we go downstairs, and uh, we had to give him a bunch of uh, slotnies, which was the money, and I think it cost us like a, 200 slutneys and 
So we go down there, and it's down like two flights downstairs, down in the basement. And we go down, and we can hear this music playing, and there's a band. And in between the band playing, they had CDs playing, and their favorite CD was Roxette. They just kept playing Roxette, and we loved it. So we danced that whole night away in an underground, literally underground disco. The next day, we decided we needed to press on to Prague, and so we went to another hotel that had a teletype so that we could talk to the hotel in Prague and say, we're going to be there later on tonight, so would you hold our rooms and hold our food? So we did that, and so we went into the hotel, we did the teletyping, came back out, and there was a guy standing by the van. He wanted some money from us. He gave us a ticket for parking there, and I thought, oh, well, okay, well, we're sorry we, we did this. And as he told us what it was, it was just thousands of slatnies. I can't remember all it was. And my friend, Sherilyn, said, we got to do this. i got to do this. i gotta, I got to pay this. i got to pay this. And I'm like, okay, you can pay it. No problem. So she pulled out the money and paid him. And, and I said, well, give him a little extra tip. And so she gave him, she gave him a little extra. <laughs> and the guy was screaming and yelling and happy and everything else. And I'm going, how much did you give him? She goes, well, the ticket was only 15 cents in American money. She said, so I gave him a dollar and he freaked out. And so that's why he was screaming. So as we got ready to go and leave the city, one of my students who had taken the money and split it up so that four or five of us were carrying the dollars because we carried a lot of American dollars and American Express checks. Credit cards weren't really that big deal back then especially in the Eastern European country. So she said, well, I got a problem. I took $100, and I thought we would need more money. So I got $100 exchanged, and so I have all this slatnies. I mean, it's like thousands and thousands of slatnies. And we're like, okay, what are we going to do with this? I tried to go back, and they said, we said, nope, we won't take it back. Once we give it to you, exchange it, you have to keep it, spend it. You can't take it across the border because when you get to the border, they're like, have a big box there saying, put all <laughs> Polish money into this box. It's a clear box, and no money can leave the country. So here I had $100 that I had to dispose of in Slotnys, not American dollars, in Slotnys. So I went around to, well, there was three or four of us who were walking with me, and went around to the guys that watched our car. There's a little old guy that sat there for, for the two or three days that we were there, Watch that car all night long. We gave him five dollars. He he freaked out because he already been paid his dollar per day. And we gave the boys each five dollars a piece for helping us. And they freaked out because again, that's what a working man made in a month. And then we went back in and we tipped all the people in the hotel. Some of the guys that were my beer drinkers, they bought a bunch more beers, and we were just giving away money that we could give away to people who deserved it. The guy that worked and helped us at the cafe, he was there. And so we gave him another $5. And people were screaming and yelling and, and, and happy. And it was like, wow, we were like rock stars in this place. And the hotel owner, which I guess is just a manager because I don't think anybody owned anything that at that time, but came up and was like, please come back next year. Please come back. Please come back. We love you, Americans. We love you. And we're like, yeah, that's because we're just spending a lot of money. But it was really, really crazy. We finally got rid of all the money, filled up our tanks with gas. We got to the border. And as we got to the border, they didn't want us to leave. 
I know because they wanted a bribe, and we're like, okay, so what do you want? And I'm like, and I offered them American money, and they had seen these calendars in the windshield of our car. I told my students to bring paraphernalia from home that we could give away to people and souvenirs, and this happened to be a Utah calendar from 1990 in the window. And so they said that. And so we gave him the calendar, and then he kept searching, and he was searching more. because So so he got the calendar on five bucks. And we bribed our way out of the, out of the country and headed to Prague. Prague is a whole another great story that I will tell you about next week. This one is already way over time on what I've done, but it was absolutely crazy and wonderful. And so was Vrakla. It was totally a delight and a joyful place to be. And I was totally impressed that I got to sleep in the same suite that Hitler slept in. Tune in again next week, and I will tell you about Prague and the, wow, the wonderful part about being there during the communistic fall. And we met students there who actually were the lifeblood of the fall of Prague. Thanks for listening. Leave me a comment if you want to. Appreciate your listening. You have been listening to the Retro Photo Film Podcast. Follow Al on Instagram at Retro Photo Film to see all his latest photos and learn more about the stories behind the photos.